0: Hello, my fellow Ripplers. This is Chris Miles, your cash flow expert and anti-financial advisor. Hey, welcome to this show that's for you and about you. Those who work so hard for your money and you want your money to start working harder for you now. You want that freedom, that cash flow, the prosperity today, not 30 or 40 years from now, but right now. So you live that life that you love doing what you love with those you love. And most importantly, guys, it's about living that life of meaning and purpose, creating a ripple effect for the lives of others. And guys, thank you so much for allowing me to do that in your life allowing me to be able to teach you guys and be able to share and smack microphones. Cause I get so excited about it guys. <laughs> so thank you so much. Uh, appreciate you guys being here. Thank you for binging and sharing and all that you do <laughs> as a reminder, check out our website, moneyripples.com. You know, there's a great ebook on there beyond rice means you can download for free today. So check it out. Hey, how amazing would it be? If you could create monthly cash flow, passive income from making at least double digit returns on your money and get this, it's only a thousand dollars or more that you need to invest. Guys, that's exactly what Secured Investment Corp. does. They actually do short-term lending to real estate investors that's backed by real estate that you can actually reach double-digit returns on. That means 10% or better. It's also IRA-friendly, and you can even reinvest those monthly distributions to create compound interest on your money too. So guys, if you want to learn more about that, go check out securedinvestmentcorp.com. That's secured, S-E-C-U-R-E-D, investmentcorp.com. Okay, guys, so today I've got as by popular demand my beautiful wife and, and no we did not plan the match today even though we got similar color <laughs> shirts on but uh that's just how it goes in the miles boucher household sometimes
1: yeah but. great colors because we're all about whining
0: wow okay pun <laughs> Wine. <laughs> yes we got it <laughs> All right. So anyways, I'm bringing back my wife, Edise Boucher, because I know a lot of you guys really got a ton out of the things that she taught last time. We talked a lot about your backstory, you know, Mm -hmm. where you came from Venezuela, you immigrated here to the United States, Um, basically came out of poverty and into prosperity, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and now you teach others to do the same thing. And so I know the one thing that people keep asking of us, whether it's in person or I've had other podcast hosts say, can you bring your wife on? That'd be great. I'd love to hear her perspective. On all this because Chris we already know what you think but what does she really think Uh, so want to talk to really bring up the conversation you guys about how do we how do we work together because she's an entrepreneur I'm an entrepreneur she likes to run the money I like to run the money so obviously there's a lot of potential for conflict and so we kind of want to be real and kind of raw about this a little bit Uh, I don't think we have to get like nasty you know, we don't go that far, but uh, but definitely at least uh, to be able to really share what's what we've learned, both the good and the bad lessons from that. So, so anyways, Adise, welcome to our show. Thanks, thanks for thanks for coming on.
1: Thanks. The traffic was bad on the way here. I'm sure. Thanks for having me.
0: I know you have to dodge <laughs> kids and get it into our office.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, I mean, again, like, tell us a bit, bit about your background, how you learned about money initially.
1: Long story short, I think it's just. My dad was willing to teach me when I was little. Some people keep money as an adult only conversation and my dad instead would share principles that he was reading about or he was implementing or what we were facing. And so I was aware of money early on and I guess I got to watch by example what he learned and as he prospered and then when I was an adult I had to apply the things I had learned as a youth and so experience, I guess,
0: <laughs> yeah. and you kind of, I, I feel like you had an advantage over a lot of people because a lot of people, they don't talk about money with their kids, right? It's like a mm-hmm. taboo subject. Mm-hmm. They don't even like talking about it with each other, as spouse, husband, and wife, right? Mm-hmm. So what was different in your household growing up you know, like with your dad? Like you said, you talked about money with you guys. Did he talk about money with his wife too? And uh, we happen? all
1: talked about money because we were struggling with it, so.
0: <laughs> when you know, so little of it, you talk about it all the time. <laughs> you
1: talk about it more.
0: <laughs> but see, you could have came out of that like thinking like there's always lack, like there's a lot of scarcity. How were you able to turn that scarcity conversation around for you?
1: Because my dad modeled speaking about possibility that scarcity was temporary, that being broke was temporary, and there's things we could do to influence what we experienced and how much we earned, so.
0: So you basically had the rich dad in some way, shape.
1: Yeah, or form. I had the broke rich dad. The broke rich dad. <laughs> well, even
0: the rich dad. You remember some yeah, other stories? He I'm was broke teasing. too, yeah. like because uh, Robert Kiyosaki's dad was <laughs> more wealthy at one point than the rich dad was, but then it flip flopped yeah. where he got hotels and all that kind of
2: stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And see, I kind of had the poor dad. He wasn't broke, right? Like yeah. he was he was True. He had a decent wage for a time until inflation caught up to him, and then he was like losing.
1: But he had the old world thinking
0: about money. He did. He believed you would work forever for, you know, 40 years for the same company. And then he was shocked, of course, when they laid him off, you know, and that caused like a stroke and and a lot of health issues for him, Mm -hmm. you know, so a lot of that stuff happened. But I was taught, you know, get good grades, go to school, work hard, go to college, because you want to be the first guy to go to college. Mm -hmm. So then you can actually make something of yourself. And uh, (laughs) I know that was definitely a different environment than what you were raised in. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts about that when you hear people say, hey, you just need to get good grades or even like some of my kids come back from public school, especially. Right. And they're like, I got to get good grades. I got to get the best colleges. I got to get the best job so I can do something, you know? Right. Like what, what's your response to that?
1: Um, I guess what triggers me when somebody says that you can make something of yourself, like you're nothing before that, Uh you know, I mean, we have like, we, especially in the United States, we have a lot of examples of even children who are entrepreneurs who create movements through, um, Profit making and for nonprofits. So, you're telling me that they can't do anything until. And also, I guess for me, it also triggers the first financial class that I taught. That one of my students, he had struggled all his life and his wife had fought about money all this time. They always struggled. And towards the end of the class, they realized, like, oh, if he does what he loves, we'll actually be okay. But the thing is that he died two weeks later and it's like, why wait? You don't have any guarantees. For me, that was a wake up call. It's like, why wait? To make something of yourself, something that you already are. And I believe that everybody inherently has gifts and talents and passions that were programmed in you already. Some of us look at it as pre-designed divinely. that. We can just come here and we're not designed to fail. We're not designed to struggle. We're not designed to be depressed. We're designed to whatever we have is make the most of that. And then if you just enjoy the person that you are and you're expressing who you are, then you experience happiness and prosperity. People throw money at people who look like they're having fun or they're enjoying what they're doing. I mean, be it uh, somebody on the streets, you know, the drumming on the buckets, Mm -hmm. if they're looking like they're having a good time, they're getting better tips than the guy who's just looks like he's just like out there, got to make the money, you know?
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And you see even like in wealthy groups that people enjoy more being with the one who's jovial, looking like he's having fun and enjoying what he's doing. And he feels, you know, some sort of purpose. And what he's doing, than the person who feels like got to grind, I'm busy, 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 you know, (laughs) so (laughs) it's just anyways i guess that's a long way of saying that you don't have to wait to make something of yourself you just got to be comfortable with who you are and then just express that
0: but really you're talking about like really coming in with your talents and your passions right like into life and mm-hmm. doing those things because that yeah. that will amplify and increase the amount of money you earn because like i said nobody wants to pick it's like going to walmart and you see those see some of those people checking you out and I mean, not checking you out. I mean, they're checking me out, but I mean, but they're checking your groceries out, yeah. and uh, and you just you can tell when they don't want to be there, and you're like, ooh, how fast can I get out of this line, right? Yeah. Compared to the person that's just like, hey, it's a lovely day, you know, which you don't see at Walmart. How's usually.
1: your day, sugar? <laughs> but
0: yeah, I'm the big smiley face.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, but something you said, and I don't know if you're gonna want me to mention this, mm-hmm. but I'm doing it, so. You you have a rebel guest. No, I, you said that if you're doing like your passions and things like that, then you make more money. But it isn't just about money because money or compensation is different for everybody. Yeah. So sometimes money is the thing that gets you the thing you want. But sometimes you can bypass money and just get to the thing you want. Mm-hmm. And so that's part of why my company is New Money Mama, because there's I think we're getting to a point. Where we're going to have to redefine what money or currency or compensation is and mm-hmm. there'll be the new money. And it starts first with individually, you figuring out what is it that you want? You might say, well, I need more money. I know I want more money. Of course I want more money. Mm-hmm. Well, for what? Well, I just don't want to work so much. I want to spend time with my kids. We haven't taken a vacation in seven years, you know, and they're growing up. Okay. Well then stop chasing the money and start aligning yourself to be at work less and actually spend more time with your kids that might mean that you have to reduce some of the spendy spendy you're doing it might mean that you have to have the courage to ask for a raise it might mean that you actually have to restructure your pricing it might mean that you actually start saying yes to your kids more to spend time with you when you are home and then little by little everything in in your space starts to shift into the currency that you want the new money that you want which is time freedom with your children Um, that's just one example there's Everybody has their own currency. My child, when she was um, two, I've had my kids doing chores since they could walk. And the way that she got paid, she didn't care about money when she was that old. She wanted books. So her money was books. And that was why she did anything at all. She wanted mom to read books, right? And so for you, it might not be books, although I know some adults who are, Mm -hmm. that's their thing. But I think the first thing to prosperity is to actually define clearly what is prosperity for you not what your neighbors say prosperity is not what the new york times says not what your parents say prosperity is it's and not even what culturally what ads you're seeing what car you should drive and where you should live but it's like if i sat back and i could design the world for me what is prosperity for me is it produce a lot of people complain that organic food is so expensive well is that expensive to you figure out how to If that is part of your prosperity, Mm -hmm. you know, anyways, that's my rant.
0: Yeah. Now this can obviously, this kind of thinking you're talking about here, you're, you're opening up a whole can of worms that could really create some issues for people, especially if, especially (laughs) if if right now somebody's listening is the one spouse and the other spouse doesn't listen to this kind of stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. And they don't think this kind of way they might think, Hey, you just do that stable, secure job. Yeah. Do what you need to do. Right. And, uh, and you're talking about blowing this whole thing up, Just, turn it on its head like well maybe I'm not going to do a secure job maybe I'm going to do what I love you know maybe I'm going to do something that gives me that personal fulfillment currency
2: mm-hmm.
0: when this starts to create this like divide especially in relationships what do they do
1: I think a divide happens a lot when the conversation is about the thing instead of about honoring that you love each other mm-hmm. so sometimes people say to me well my husband won't let me do this in my business or my husband or my wife won't Well, she'll die if she sees how much I invest in, whatever. Um, It's not really a conversation about the money. It's a conversation about the relationship. And a lot of people don't want to hear that because relationships are messy, right? Mm Because you get triggered, you have, they have their triggers, and then you're putting two people who have landmines all over themselves, you know?
0: Completely different pasts. Yeah, past past experiences.
1: So I actually don't think that thinking prosperously is a divide in a relationship I feel like it's a personal thing first because okay you and I see this especially Mm -hmm. in social media like Mm -hmm. women will say well how do I get my husband to think prosperous like Mm -hmm. me it's like well you have to think prosperously how
0: they get him on the same page how they get him up on my level you don't force Mm -hmm.
1: somebody this is Mm -hmm. okay it's just like money prosperity doesn't make money happen you don't go make money Do what you want it to do. That's not prosperity. Prosperity is like lining up, being clear about what you want and who you are and seeing if those are aligned. Mm -hmm. And then it just comes. It comes to you. People are attracted to you. Contracts come easier to you. Customers like you and they go, hmm, well, I just like them. So I said yes. So uh, that's the same thing with relationships. You don't make your spouse get on the same page. Mm -hmm. You line up to what it is that you believe and it creates peace for you because now you're finally in congruence with your dreams and then that peace impacts the relationship.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. But I'm going to I'm going to put a butt here, right? Okay. I'm going to throw a curve because You like Cuz how many times have we seen couples where uh the other spouse they see maybe the one spouse getting happy but then yeah. I mean, their other spouse does not feel happy because yeah. they're not in congru- congruence, right? They're yeah. not aligned. Yeah. And so they start to resent yeah. the spouse that's becoming aligned. Yeah. What do they do?
1: Okay, so it depends. Do you love that person or not? Let's say you're the, the resistant one, uh-huh. right? And I have to decide, do I love this person? Do I care about this relationship? Mm-hmm. And then that determines your approach. If you don't care about that person, chances are you're like, that's their problem. See ya, right? <laughs> Is right.
2: that right? Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. So, But if you love that person, you're like, honey, I love you so much. Mm-hmm. let them find out where that insecurity is coming from. Like you're not there to fix the other person, but you're there to be a safe place for them to express where that pain is coming from, mm-hmm. where that fear, that resentment is coming from. Mm-hmm. And most times it's something that they're afraid of. It could be the resentment that you're, if you become successful, then I don't feel like I'm the type of spouse that represents the kind of, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I saw this with my mother as the more successful my um, dad became, the more insecure she became about who she was. Yeah. Because she's like, well, I'm not that fancy, rich woman. She just thought she had mm-hmm. to act like, I don't know, the movies? Yeah. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Should I get dolled up and I you know, started doing the Charleston and all that kind of stuff, right? Okay, I don't know that which movie
1: far. that was.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm seeing something with Leonardo DiCaprio in it or something. I don't okay.
1: know. <laughs> all right. Anyways, I'll just go
2: ahead.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so sometimes it can just hit an insecurity of they think that they have to become something they're not sometimes it can be an insecurity that they think that if you might not think they're good enough and so you're going to leave them behind there's a million really fears that it can come up the way that it can come up so it depends first on if you love that person you want the relationship to work and how Mm -hmm. you approach it and you approach it tenderly you don't say you don't think of them like you're lesser than me and hopefully you'll catch up to me i'm so patient and loving with you no you just yeah (laughs) you know but you just like love them and you're like you don't expect them to do anything except go on their journey. Mm-hmm. You you know, assuming they want to be a better version of themselves, whatever yeah. it might be. It yeah. might be a, want to be a better knitter and knit blankets, let them be that. The whole reason you're not an entrepreneur or that you're wanting to align with prosperity is because you want the freedom to be who you are. So you just want to confirm to the other person they have the freedom to be who they are. And that you don't have to be the same, you know.
0: Yeah. And that's that the person will take it. Well, a lot of times, we got
1: sometimes it takes years <laughs> for somebody to get to that point, yeah. And it doesn't matter, you decide if you love them or not. Why mm-hmm. did you marry them? Was it because you were hoping to have an entrepreneurial wife, or did you marry them because you love how you laugh together? You love how you felt together? You love just spending How time- we're
0: purple together, yes,
1: love cord- color coordinating your clothes together. Mm-hmm. So it really has nothing to do with money, but it influences everything about money,
0: that's for sure. So Absolutely. I
1: don't know if I answered your
0: question, but you answered the sound of my voice was
1: glorious. So
0: (laughs) (laughs) you're like, I just want to keep hearing it. I love it. (laughs) Okay. Well, let's, let's kind of switch gears, right? Like a little bit here. So give them a a view into our household. (laughs) Which part? (laughs) That's true. Uh, There's a, there's actually a consultant said, Hey, based on what I know about your personalities, I would love to see you fight just to have front row tickets. Like it would get bloody. I know that it would get loud. But I wonder how it is. So yeah. I mean it does have to be about everything about our, <laughs> of our relationship. You know, we can keep some things, you know, a little bit more yeah, discreet. But what part is it that people want to hear about? Let's talk about like how we were together like as a couple, you know, and how we <laughs> haven't worked together <laughs> even.
2: But,
0: you know, the, the good, the bad, and the ugly of like especially around money or business or whatever it might be. Because I mean, obviously you've had your business, yeah. I've had my business, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So how has that worked? You know, now we've been married like four and a half years.
1: Okay. So when we got engaged, people who knew us on an individual like business Mm -hmm. we're like oh my gosh a power couple they're gonna work so amazing they're gonna create something amazing together and i think we at at least i did fall into some of that expectation
0: the romanticism of it yeah
1: the romanticism of it and when we held our first joint event Mm -hmm. i think it was a four or eight week class i don't know but we,
0: we did a live event Together that we did.
1: Yes. Oh, oh my gosh! I forgot about that one. See, you just block. <laughs> I out.
0: didn't. You block out the trauma.
1: So yeah. the thing. Is
0: <laughs> I'm still going to counseling over that one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we realized that um, we're two chiefs, mm-hmm. and so we don't really work great together. And. I'm more enlightened and so no, so <laughs> wow.
0: that was no. a very unenlightened thing to say.
1: No, but I'm just saying like, um, we just have different ways of learning how to work together. And part of the challenge was that the basis of the material was yours initially, mm-hmm. but the way we were presenting it was from my perspective. And then it was hard to see your baby change.
0: Yeah. So you kind of have we're both to- highly independent people. Yeah. That's
1: so what you have to create something completely different together, right? Mm-hmm. And so we thought, okay, let's try this again. And the last time we worked together in a joint event, mm-hmm. it was for eight week class. But it doesn't matter because halfway through we were like done working with each other. We did not <laughs> want to do it, and um, it was such a breath of uh, fresh air just to like be done and be like, I don't want to do that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But I have found that the best way we have worked in together is when. I'm working with a client and I bring your expertise in or mm-hmm. you're holding an event and then you bring my expertise in as a guest. Right. Not as co-collaborators.
0: Yeah. Or we have each of our individual things that we're in charge of, you know. Yes. Yeah. Cuz yeah. cuz looking back at that event, I mean, I realized, you know, I was like it was actually going great. The first but, one? Yeah, but, yeah. It was, but it was so different than what was in my head and for me to change yes. on a whim like that in the middle of an event was like Whoa, 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 what? I'm getting whiplash right now. Yeah. No, we cannot change it yeah. right now. You, you know? went
1: through like a little breakdown. I did, that was, right
0: during a lunch break.
1: Yeah, I was there. Uh, luckily, we had a third person involved in the in the event, so she and I were trying to calm you down, mm-hmm. but that was really hard yeah. for
0: you. So. Yeah, but again, it was about me. It was about the experience, you know? But and was, that's how I, was I see it. A, it was having to break that ego and that, that expectation yes. that I had, too. Which has kind of been true about everything in our relationship, hasn't it? yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, the kitchen, our biggest fighting mm-hmm. has been in the kitchen because'
0: <laughs> Cause like, it's hot
1: it's so hot, yeah. but anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> no, because we both were used to like cooking and certain styles of food, and um so yeah, working together was like. Too much salt, not enough salt mm-hmm. kind of thing. And finally, like, get out of the kitchen. Or mm-hmm. or you spend the... So he actually does most of the cooking now. But when I really need to do that creative thing in the kitchen, I say, I'm making this. Get out. Yeah. yeah. Or, like, he'll be my susha. He'll say, what can I do to help you?
0: That took me about mm, four and a half years to learn.
1: Yeah, to just, <laughs> just learn to say,
0: "Like, what can week. I do? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: So I think that applies in business, too. Mm-hmm. It's like when you're working on something together... Or even when it's like he has his clients come to our house twice a year. And so I had to learn the very first time, like step back and like stop telling them how to do it more efficiently or more practical or a better price, you know, and just be like, okay, what do you need? Mm-hmm. And then I just show up, do my tap dance, and then I leave.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Which she's amazing at tap dance, gotta tell you. Like,
1: yes. <laughs> it's
0: like she's got four left tapped shoes now.
1: <laughs> and so I'm in charge of the joke telling.
0: Apparently, so. <laughs> yeah. That <laughs> no. one just did not land the no. way I So expected. what else
1: do they want to know?
0: Well, like how I deal with money, like communicating with them about money. Because I know a lot of couples I've worked with, like that's even some people I've known for 10 years, that is still a struggle. Like mm-hmm. they still, that's it's normal. a huge source of contention. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, trying to, and what will often happen is when there's that kind of contention, usually somebody will back off and one will just take over and the other one will just go and fall in the background but they're not really working as a partnership. They're yeah. just like, you handle it, you deal with it, or maybe somebody just doesn't want to deal with it at all. It's like, ah, I want to think about investments, you handle all the investments, you you just do whatever you're going to do. Mm-hmm. That does not fly in our relationship. Nope. I know that for a fact. You know, Because yeah. I actually was married to somebody who was like, you handle it, I can't handle the stress of dealing with the money.
2: Mm-hmm. But
0: then you were dealing with the money because your last spouse didn't do that either. He was kind yeah. of stepped back, well, my spouse stepped back, so we're both like alphas, so to speak. Yeah. Notice banging bang my fist together here for those of you who can't see what you I'm doing. You should create
1: a thumbnail for this video that's of us face to face. You know like <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah. She's more like McGregor, I'm more like, you know, Glass Joe from Mike Tyson's Punch Out. You know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, uh so yeah, so how do we how do you get people to get on that same page, especially with that relationship, where they're trying to preserve the relationship. One um, person might be, well, it could be both people in charge or mo- nobody wants to be in charge. There's all these dynamics. How does someone be able to work together?
1: Us or others? What I've seen with other people
0: or with you can us? start with us and how we did it, but then talk about others too.
1: Well, we fought a lot. So like, um,
0: noticing a pattern here.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but I think that was, like we didn't fight about money a lot. It was when we actually sat down to look at the money and it's, I'm like, you did what, you know, (laughs) because he was used to making these lone wolf decisions. Mm -hmm. I I don't know if I mentioned it in the last interview, but it's like when you and I were going in the car to go somewhere Mm -hmm. and you're like, Oh, should I bring my car? And I'm like, why? And he's like, well, in case I sell my car and buy another car, I'm like, what? And he's like, well, I already have an appointment. And so it, he was just used to doing that on his own. And I'm like, uh, we're married. So now we need to like kind of talk about well, I was buying a like, car. I'm making the money.
0: So why shouldn't I? Oh, you yeah. Know? I was like, you know, yeah, he was of the thing. only
1: one making the money. And so, <laughs> right. And so, but here's the thing I, I, a little tangent right now. Mm-hmm. Even if you are the primary breadwinner in your family, mm-hmm. money coming into your family is an energy that is supporting your entire family. And so you have the belief that because I make it, I make the decisions, then you are creating, you're planting the seed to a problem that will show up later. Mm -hmm. Because anything that's in your family, food, Mm -hmm. money, kids, that's an energy in your relationship. And you got to decide, am I in a relationship where the energy is both of ours or is not? And I can tell you that anytime you're withholding any sort of energy from the other person, then you are allowing some atrophy to happen and it just depends how much fun you think it is to deal with atrophy so
0: what do you mean by that
1: well the the consequences always grow so you Mm -hmm. plant the seed and you think well like it's fine it's fine it's just a little nuisance or she's only miffed a little bit or he's you know angry just once in a while Mm -hmm. seeds grow and they grow underground before you start seeing the little sprout. And it depends. You don't know what uh, point of life you're going to be in when that sprout starts to show. You might be in the middle of like the busiest time of your business, and the sprout shows, and then you're ignoring that. It comes becomes a tree, you know. Mm-hmm. And so at some point, you're going to have to deal with the resentment, whether it's in your relationships or your children are having some major problems because they feel like they've been ignored with mm-hmm. healthy energy of your love and affection. So.
0: Um, so give a real life example, whether it would be with us or somebody you knew, like, or a client or something like that, where they let it grow and fester or they didn't didn't address it, right? And it just blew up.
1: Well, I'm trying to think which stories I could share while still honoring their privacy. You well, know? you
0: don't set their name, of course.
1: I know, but no identifying. So I will speak in vagueness, if that's okay. Sure. So... Before. Gosh, I've seen it in so many ways. Okay, so one of the ways, and the first one that comes to my mind, is when one of the spouses was so embroiled in their business that they started to become, feeling like that's the way that they felt uh, validation, Mm. validation in their life. And so naturally, the human brain's designed that they will go to the quickest activity that gives them the feedback they want. So he kept going into his business, his business, his business. And meanwhile-
0: That's where the accolades were and and the respect.
1: Yeah, the accolades and respect. Meanwhile, children were growing up in their family, and everything seemed fine because they looked like good kids. But as they started to develop older and older, they resented the fact that their parent wasn't there. Mm. And so the problem manifested almost too late to do anything about it. There was suicide attempts, there was drug use, there was uh, criminal activity, and it was too late. So there we go as a C where you're denying the energy of your attention, right? Yeah. And a problem gets bigger. Um, it so it didn't
0: just ruin the marriage, it actually ruined the family.
1: The family.
0: General. Yeah.
1: And even there's still consequences today.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, but that has happened even just health-wise, when mm. you just put so much effort into something and your health or somebody else's health goes down.
2: Mm.
1: Or self-esteem, so I'm thinking of another, uh, where they were both afraid of looking at the money Mm -hmm. But then the wife took the courage and said, okay, Adisa, if you'll show me how to look at the money without me having a panic attack every time I'm open to it. Yeah. And so eventually she did. And she tried to enroll enroll her husband into that, Mm -hmm. which he had been shrinking from it. And it turned out that because he had been shrinking from it so much that his confidence level in regards to money was gone. And so Mm -hmm. he, he still, we're still working on this. He's still, is like, well, you deal with it. You're smarter than I am, you know? Mm-hmm. And he's he's actually a very skilled, intelligent guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but the longer, he, well, can I, yeah. I'm gonna, so it's like, oh, one of my nieces broke her leg and she came over to our house, I think last week, and she was mm-hmm. still on crutches. And my sister was so upset, she's like, the doctor says she should not even be on crutches anymore. Mm-hmm. But she's just got so used to the crutches, like afraid of hurting her leg she just keeps staying on crutches. She will not walk on her foot at all,
0: which won't strengthen the leg or heal it.
1: No. Yeah. And the longer she does it, the more fear she's going to develop over mm-hmm. hurting her body. Even if her mom took away the crutches, hit him or the mm-hmm. scooter or anything like that. Yeah. It's that fear. Mm-hmm. The longer you're away from it, the more that fear grows in your mind. And that's in many relationships anything, but yeah, I don't even know if I answered your question.
0: Yeah. That's some good <laughs> stuff. Okay. absolutely so there's that atrophy like you're saying there's that atrophy that can happen especially if we aren't working together you know if somebody backs off that actually creates less and less confidence as time goes on yeah
1: too. but i the there's the other swing of the pendulum where mm-hmm. sometimes people go we're going to be partners and we're going to do the, the money together let's sit together and do the whole money together you can't mm-hmm. do that either mm-hmm. you almost have to say like you be in charge of this if you'll mm-hmm. be in charge of this Can I be in charge of that? Sure. And then we can come together once a week or once a month and compare notes and see how it's all jiving together. Yeah. You know, you really have to draw. This is so cliche, but you really have to talk with each other. Makes sense. What do you expect? Yeah. What do you want? I think I was lucky that, so this is not our first marriage, Mm -hmm. um, but in my first marriage, somebody gave me a book. It was called Love and Money. And I don't remember the names of the authors. I have the book still but I don't even know if they still publish it. But mm-hmm. it was basically opened my mind to realizing when I enter a union, I have my own personal money experiences and my own fears and my own successes and what works for me. Well, sometimes we forget that the other person mm-hmm. has gone through their own money experiences. their
0: own passing up for you. Their
1: fears, yes, everything, even cultures. Even if you, there was no money trauma in any relationship, mm-hmm. You come up with the culture of how things are dealt with, and so does the other person. The cultures are different, and it's when you start trying to bring those together that the clashes happen. It's Mm -hmm. a culture war. It's not really a money war. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I want to keep going on this one. Uh, I, I know we, we're on extra time, but I hope this you guys are getting a lot of value from this because we're mm. now going on a half hour, which is like a record for show, well, the show. Well, shouldn't we
1: like cut it and then just have another episode? We might have
0: to have part two. Because people uh, will
1: be like, oh, it's 45 minutes long. No, it's not,
0: I don't think it's going to be much longer. But okay. uh, I want to talk about a conversation we had just this last week. We're trying to create rules, some different rules that you can go by. Because when you're emotional, the problem is that when you have emotions coming up, rules go out the door. or if you don't have a good rule if you just have kind of like little general guidelines if you haven't
1: developed a habit you haven't
0: developed a habit Mm -hmm. they go out the door so you got to create rules Mm -hmm. of engagement so that when that emotional time comes up just like in the military right Mm -hmm. emotional time comes up you're willing to engage and and follow that pattern right well with us we're talking about well what do we do if I want to do an investment, and you don't, <laughs> or vice versa. You want to do an investment, and maybe I don't. So yes. we can't agree, right? Yes. Because I get that question from a lot of my clients saying, "Hey, we're, we're trying to agree on something, but mm-hmm. you know, I'm all ready to do this, but my spouse is not on board yet. Yeah. What What do you suggest? What What was some of the conversation we had about that?
1: I don't know if this would work. Like, this is what we did. Okay, mm-hmm. I will say that instead of saying this is
0: my advice. Yeah.
1: So okay. for me was what happens, Chris when you don't agree with something I want to invest in. Mm -hmm. Right. Because when I don't want to invest in something, you kind of just say, no. Right. That Mm -hmm. was the case before.
0: It's like, I want to do it anyways.
1: Yes. And so so what happens when you don't want to do what I want to do? I still have to express my Mm -hmm. creativity, which with me, it's partly it's money and Mm -hmm. investment. And so what do we do with that? And so I think we came up for us. It's like if you want to invest X amount of money, into a certain investment, then there's nothing that says I shouldn't get X amount of money to invest in that. Yeah. Well, if there's not enough for both of us to have that X amount, then we got to take the X, the Y amount that up. we have and split it up yep. by two and say, okay, well, I feel about investing this much. And so we both have that amount. Mm-hmm. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm just going to be like, Oh, Vegas, I feel lucky. And I just got <laughs> invest to invest. Yeah. And so at the roulette wheel, but it's like, We talk about it and think about it and go, hmm, I really want to be a good steward of this Mm -hmm. because obviously you want to develop trust with your spouse, Mm -hmm. right? But I even gave the example, if I screw up or if you screw up, it doesn't mean that later we don't get to invest again. It's Mm -hmm. that anytime we want to invest, if we invest together, right? Mm For most of the time, we uh, agree on the things. Mm-hmm. But sometimes we feel a little differently. Like, well, I kind of want to do it this way or I want to go invest in that thing. Mm-hmm. And so we're not talking about living different, separate lives. We're talking about acknowledging that when you get married, you are two separate beings and you do things together. But it doesn't let go of your identity.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I agree. Well, and I think it's important, too, that you, you kind of alluded to, but didn't mm-hmm. quite say is we still talk about it before. Yeah. You're like, now. Yeah. Like, it, so, because most of the time I see with couples is that one person might have done the research while the other one's still trying to catch up. Yeah. Right? And they just don't understand it. So, trying to communicate that you know, on the same level. Sometimes it does help have a third party. It's like, you know what? Explain it. Yeah, explain yeah. it. Like, because there's times that, you know, I'll try to explain things to her. And, and once you go past five seconds, she's tuned out. Right? But if I put her with somebody else, she'll give them way more time and attention. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's true. It's because um, of the
1: style. The style of speaking sometimes is hard. But I yes. think every couple has similar experiences.
0: Right. So it's much better sometimes to get the third party involved to say, "Hey, can you help describe this, you know, so we can, you know, get on the same page here?" Mm-hmm. Now, even after that, you've done all the research, you may not agree still. Or yeah. you might just say, "You know, I've got some reservations." And that's where this situation comes up with, mm-hmm. "Okay, well, if I decided to do this, that means you have just as much right to that money because it's our money. Yeah. It's so many people was like, well, this is mine and this is hers. Yeah. We have separate checking accounts yeah. and yeah. that kind of thing, which creates all kinds of mess. You know, if there's, yeah. there is some good to have separate checking accounts. There like is. You give me a little spending, you know, amount, I, do. I get a couple hundred bucks a month. I like, can <laughs> spend on me when he's woo- a good boy. You know, so <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yep, yeah, that's fine. I think that's the difference. So maybe we should say that like, mm. um, The thing is there's so many topics in this podcast and I feel like it's too long, but maybe we'll just touch on it and go deeper in it later. Mm -hmm. That um, we're not saying if you have separate checking accounts, you're horrible. And if you, you can only have uh, one that's together, we have um, our household account. And that's the main account that we both work together on, Mm -hmm. but then we have our, obviously our separate business accounts, but then we also have our separate personal accounts that we take from the household and go, here's how much you can use without having to report every little thing you buy, Mm -hmm. right? But the majority of it is a union because that's what we're trying to create is a union. You know, Um, I've had several, uh, so many people, they've been clients, they've been hairdressers, they've been friends that have separate bank accounts and they said, oh yeah, it works fine. The more they talk, the more it comes up that they don't feel like it's fine. Mm -hmm. But because they're trying to accommodate the other person, they they try to convince themselves it's fine, but it's not. They need more unity and I see them separate or have seen them separate more than just money. So I'm just saying, grow together. You don't have to agree on everything. There's concessions, nothing's black and white. There's Mm -hmm. more freedom than you think when it comes to money. There's more variations than c- people think. Yeah. And you can create something that works just for you. You customize it. You make
0: it yours. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't have to be a cookie cutter like the way that we do it or anything like that. It's just doing what works for you. That's what really matters.
1: And change when it needs to change.
0: Yeah. yeah. And it will. It'll have to change yeah. and evolve over time. So. Yeah. Yeah. So if people want to follow you, Adise no, Boucher, no. <laughs> <laughs> don't. don't even follow me. <laughs> it's
1: when uh, Twitter used to have those. Was it Twitter that says, so-and-so is following you? And I'm like, that sounds creepy. I don't know if they yeah. still have that, but yeah. anyway. <laughs> so how
0: would they follow you? Like, what's the best way they can find your stuff? Because I know there's people like, I want to follow more Adise Boucher yes, stuff. Yes, I
1: know. I Chris know. is a
0: cool, but I love
1: Adise. Yeah, I know. But the premiere is not ready. So, um, <laughs> no. So right now I've been just redesigning who I serve and how I serve so that I can serve better longer without, mm-hmm. like, petering out because everybody wants me. Which sounds like egotistical, yeah. but that's what happens.
0: Basically, do not ask her to coach you.
1: Don't that's ask yet, okay? <laughs> not yet. Yeah. Yeah. Let me finish some books and then we'll talk, okay? But for right now, just go to newmoneymama.com. Newmoney, M A M A.com. And when I feel like it, I will send out notifications. And when I have the blog reset up, then I'll just put all my old stuff on there.
0: So she won't do anything unless she feels like it. Pretty mm-hmm.
1: much, yeah, yep. pretty much. <laughs> I just feel like when I'm happier, I'm more prosperous, and I have found that when I'm doing what I like, people mm-hmm. like me doing it, and so yes. then the the requests come faster than I was ready to um, honor all of them. So yep. does that make sense?
0: So okay. in the meantime, back off, but <laughs> and follow then,
1: her. Yeah, you know? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> just it's just do whatever you feel you feel called, called to. to do. Yeah, yeah. Just do whatever.
0: Absolutely. So. Well, I appreciate you being on here. I know you're a busy mom and I know you're amazing. You're mm-hmm. a wonderful woman. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom because I know they appreciate it a lot. So guys, I hope this made episode 500 special for you guys. I hope you make it a wonderful and prosperous week. Yes. See you around. Hey. Visit us online at moneyripples.com for more resources to help you fix money leaks and get your money working harder for you now.